0: Welcome. This is Efrat Tabolovsky from Why Connects, happy to introduce Candidate, a candid conversation about today's dating life with experienced guests. Our wonderful host this evening is Rabbi Shmuel Ismach, Rabbi of Young Israel of Great Neck and Rabbi in the Stone-Based Midrash program at Yeshiva University. This podcast is anonymously sponsored Iloi Nishmas, Chano Chaim Ben Yaakov Hakohin.
1: All right, welcome to another episode of Candidate, a candid conversation about dating and relationships with expert in the field. My name is Shmuel Ismach. I'm the rabbi at the Young Israel of Greenack and a rebbe in the SBMP program at Yeshiva University. And with me is Mrs. Rachel Pilp She's a social worker, co-founder and co-director of the Long Island Guidance and Wellness Center, a mental health agency providing groups and workshops on topics such as parenting and marriage. She has a busy and successful private practice in the five towns. Now for today's targeted conversation, what we're going to be talking about is rejection. I remember dating a long time ago. And when I was dating, I remember being told no. And I remember how deeply that cut and how deeply that hurt. And so I'm not sure if that was normal, if I should have felt that way, because I know, I mean, I had barely known this girl. It was after a date or two. So what was the big deal? And then when I think about it, I wonder You know, this whole thing is so focused on marriage, 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 and that's our total goal of dating. So why are we so offended if somebody says that, hey, I don't want to spend the rest of my life with you? I mean, that should be maybe the normal reaction to a situation where two people are together engaged in that question. So why does it hurt so badly? And over the course of our conversation, hopefully we'll be able to figure out some sort of methods to make it hurt less or whether or not it's in the communication of it or the reception of the rejection. So before anything else, please, Mrs. Pill, what do you got for us?
0: So first of all, I'm thrilled to be here and to be doing this. And I think rejection is something that we don't talk about often enough. Rejection is such a visceral reaction that happens for people. And you're right, rejection needs to be a regular part of dating and of being in relationships, any interpersonal relationships, right? We're rejected from jobs, we're rejected from schools, we're rejected from friends on the playground. Rejection is part of having interpersonal connections with people. But for some reason, it becomes larger than life when we talk about it in dating and so rejections that people have been able to handle become more so. And i i i think that there are a number of reasons. And again, i'm going to i'm going to just fly around a little bit so stick with me, but one of the things is that there are also certain types of people. There are people who are able to process rejection easier than other people. And so there are people who can handle rejection at a young age on the playgrounds and go with the flow, and there are those people who are And I'm using air quotes right now who are deemed sensitive or who are not, don't have a thick skin or are need to, you know, we've been told grow up, who have a harder time with, with rejection. And it's not necessarily because there's anything wrong. Rejection is processed in the brain. Rejection is an actual experience. And there are people whose brains are right sensitive, less sensitive, right dominant, left dominant, and different people experience rejection differently. It's not because they're emotionally not healthy. It's not because they are less than. It's not because they are crybabies or too sensitive. They're actually experiencing a real reaction. And rejection is processed in the part of the brain that we feel physical pain. So people feel physical pain and physical hardship when they experience rejection. They actually will tell you. Somatically, we know that when people feel experience rejection, whether it's in dating or in job um, you know, experiences or in friendships, that they will have stomach aches, they will have headaches, they will have back aches, they will physically feel like they can't get out of bed. And and rejection is all part of that. So I just want to validate that it is very real, and that people who experience rejection are healthy and appropriate, and I hate the word normal, but I'm going to use it, and that they should not feel that there's something wrong with them because they are hurting,
1: So that's fascinating. So everybody experiences it, and we experience it in our own very specific way. So I guess even with that in mind, what can we do in terms of, I guess this question comes from two sides, in terms of the person knowing themselves, what can we do to contextualize the information we're hearing? Is it better if the rejection is specific? I didn't want to continue dating you because you are X. Is it better to know that? Is it worse to know that? And I guess that's the Shadchan or the go-between. I've always wondered if part of the pain of the rejection is that third party, who like, not only is it that girl, let's say, who rejected me, but it's also that the Shadchan knows about it. So now that Shadchan who set me up, Now, knows that like, hey, uh, she said, no, maybe that's a strike against me for the next shidduch. I've always wondered if it's rolled up with that as well. So let's take it first from the shankham, the go-between perspective. And then from my perspective, I guess tools, let's pretend I guess I'm the one who got dumped. (laughs) I'm wondering if I'm still still concerned about this like 20 years ago. I was Uh, going to say, say, we
0: should talk about
1: (laughs) Visceral, we should talk about it. Maybe on a different, I don't know, we'll we'll, we'll charge while you connect for that, uh, that session. But I viscerally remember that moment that I was in a room. I I thank God I didn't date that long, but I remember the moment. I remember who said it. And I remember not liking the fact that this person's telling me that this girl, Uh, that was really rough on me. So let's start with the Shadchan, what the Shadchan can do to make it a little bit easier and what we can do to maybe bolster or create defenses so that we react better in spite of how we're naturally created to react to this.
0: Okay, so that's a lot of different questions. Right. So I, I, I may not go exactly in order. I, I, I think that, and I, I may perhaps, this is not okay for me to say, but you know the system is somewhat, I'm not gonna use the word broken, but it's somewhat disjointed. How about if I say that? Because as a shadchan, that is a very difficult position to be put in. And, and especially when you're talking about, maybe not the first date, but if you're talking about after a second or third date and the, the couple is still, you know, using a shabchan and there's somebody involved, and in, I do believe in that, by the way, I, I I really believe that there's so many wonderful marriages that I see that had there not been someone capable, and I'm going to use that word, sorry, capable, involved, the shidduch would have fallen apart because people don't really know how to communicate and they're 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 kind of afraid of each other and how to, what to say, what not to say, what's okay to say, what's not okay to say. So I'm just going to go on record saying that I think that keeping a Shadchan involved in some way in the dating process can really be helpful until the relationship is solidly on its own. But when the Shadchan is the one who needs to say sorry Um, you know, that this person, the girl isn't interested or the boy isn't interested. And I'm not even going to go into the fact that sometimes that means the girl's parents aren't interested or the boy's mother isn't interested, whatever that means. Um, And I say this not as just as a therapist, but as a mother-in-law of boys and girls. So I'm, you know, it's okay if I say it. Um, But I think that the reality is that a shopkin wants to lessen the pain for everybody, and they don't want to get be in this uncomfortable situation. So what ends up happening is they just say the person said no. And instead of giving a reason, and they could do that gently, they could do that respectfully, they could explain what the reason is. Because there are times when the reason has nothing to do with, the, say the boy is saying no, it has nothing to do with the girl. Or if the girl say no, it doesn't really have anything personal to do with the boy. It just isn't a shit-off but the people on the each end are left feeling, what did I do? Or why am I not enough? And I, I remember in dating that, and, and again, I'm not going to say dating wasn't different. I'm married, it'll be 35 years next month. And I'm okay. not going to say that, thank you. And I'm not going to say that it wasn't somewhat different. It was. But I think that the the idea of rejection, the fear of rejection has always been the same, but it's you that you internalize it. So I I was never a, a thin person. And when I was dating, every time a boy said no, I assumed it's because I was not thin or that I was fat or whatever word we want to use. When it didn't have to do with that, I'm sure, many times. And so if a shotgun had been able to give me a reason and given me an understanding. And so a shachan will say, I've had this discussion with many shatchanim, and the shachan will say, but what if a lot of times it was because you were fat? And I'll say, I know that already. Don't, don't not tell me. But what about all the times it wasn't that reason? So I think that part of what Khanim needs to do, and I don't know why the system says we can't give a reason. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure where that came about. I think that Shavchanim are trying to be kind to the two people they're working with and trying to just say, it's okay, just let it go. It wasn't meant to be. Just, it wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be. But I think if we can give them skills and if we can help them to give reasons that are respectful, and sometimes it's painful, but at least you get to understand what's going on and you're not self-blaming and, and self-interpreting. I, I think that that's
1: really an issue. So in regard to the shanchen, would you think that it's better for the boy or the girl to pursue, to push a shanchen and say, no, I really want to know? I mean, does that, I guess in the system as it is, as you describe it, that sounds like a little bit desperate because, you know, you're pushing too hard. And the
0: shadchan is not going to give you an answer.
1: Then the not going to be that So, so perhaps oh, all shadchanim who are listening, and maybe uh, boys and girls can say this in the beginning. You know, these are the terms and conditions that that, that apply to the shadach. I really want to know. I want that constructive feedback. Uh, but you think knowing is better? I mean, I could see some down downsides, of course, with knowing because let's say the thing that you're so to speak accused of isn't true. Oh, I, I saw your personality, and I, I decided that her personality was really, really she's very quiet. Well, really, she's not quiet. It's just. You know, she wasn't able to get out of uh, her shell on those dates. I guess that was the shadchan's responsibility to get that across, though. So, yeah.
0: And also, sometimes then that gives the opportunity for the other person to say to the Shachan, I could hear where maybe he or she saw that on the date. That's not really me. Just explain that and see if they'd like to try one more time. Uh-huh. If there's no answer, there's just no answer. And I I, I, I want to be clear. I'm not putting the Achrayas here on the Shadchanim only, because I think being a Shadchan is such a Herculean job. And 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 I really, yes, to everybody who does it. But I think it's also responsibility to the people who are dating. I don't think we may give them enough responsibility to be respectful to the other person. It's not okay to just say, no, not interested, nah. Now, again, after one date, I'm not necessarily gonna hold people to reasons okay? Because one date can be, it just, it's not shy, and, and you might not know reason. But after two dates already, I think that it's respectful to take responsibility and give an explanation. And sometimes having to give an explanation gives you pause to say, wait a minute, is that really what's going on here? Or it gives the shavchan room to say, That doesn't really sound like it makes so much sense. Are you just afraid of something else or is there something else going on? It opens an avenue, but I don't think it's okay for young people today or not even such young people to be able to just say, nah, I'm not interested. If you're trusting a system, then you have to be respectful to the other person also. And perhaps then people would have to think more carefully without just saying, nah, I'm not interested.
1: Right, right. I guess the double-edged sword here, and and always with dating and relationships, is the more out there you are, the more you give of of yourself, the more vulnerable you become in the relationship, which makes that rejection that much more difficult and that much more challenging. I wonder if, because people are afraid of rejection and they're afraid of the fact that maybe there's an inevitability that it's not going to work or they're not going to really know and they're not going to understand, that slows down the process of them opening up and coming out of those shells,
0: I I think that that's true. A hundred percent.
1: Right.
0: I think that I I, I've seen so many um, of my patients, for example, who will say, Oh, you know, we, we went on four dates and he said, no. And I, and I'll try to say like, what do you think happened? And oftentimes people will say, well, I, I wasn't, I, I was slow to open up because I don't know exactly you know, I, I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't wanna I don't wanna just put myself out there. And then they get dumped because they didn't open themselves and put themselves out there enough. So right. it it is a double-edged sword and it's very difficult. And I'm not trying to insinuate that I have magic answers. I'm just calling it like I see it. And I know that rejection can be debilitating. I, I see people really get depressed, get anxious. Uh, over being rejected because it is shameful and because we are judgmental in this world we live in. And so people are judged.
1: Right. So let me so let me think, uh, you know, if I'm the boy or the girl and we're talking about rejection, I I guess the, the first distinction between the different types of things that I might be rejected for would be the things I can change versus the things that I can't change. Right? So how a person looks or a person's, you know, I, her laugh annoyed me or, or he was just too tall or too short. The, the things that there's just nothing I can do about. I'm sure there's probably a whole section of things in the middle that we can argue about whether or not they could be changed. But is there a difference in regard to that spectrum of what exactly the item you were rejected for in regard to how people take the rejection or how they should?
0: So again, in my limited experience. Okay, it's not so limited, but in my experience, I think that the things that people are rejected for in the first three, four dates are usually the things we can't change. And that the, the later dating, where it's more of a relationship already, is where we deal with things that we can possibly change, doesn't mean we choose to. So I think there's a big difference. I think that relationships end. That doesn't always feel like rejection. It's that beginning stage that feels like rejection. And those are the things that often we can't change. We're being, there are split second decisions made and there are people feel like they are tossed out to the curb. So is that something, you know, a shachan can say, or often I will say to people that I know, say, listen, clearly that has nothing to do with you. If someone is rejecting you in that way, based on something that, You can't change. It's not about you. It's about them and what they feel they need. But it's not something to take personally because it's not about you. And that's a practice that has to has to be evolve and happen. But I think that that's different than just when the shotgun says he said no or she said no.
1: Right. I guess
0: I I remember.
1: Go ahead. No, no, no. Finish the thought, please.
0: I was gonna say that I remember um, that there were definitely, you know, I did my share of rejecting when I was dating, and I remember it was such a good Mister Haskell. There was there was a, a boy that I had gone out with twice, and I said no, and honestly, it I was not I was not attracted to him, and and he had mannerisms that were annoying, and I said no, and he pushed and he asked. And he asked, and he asked the shadchan, and he said, "If you agree to go out with me, it's not fair that you don't at least explain why you choose to to not go out with me anymore." And the shadchan pushed me a little bit.
1: I would have said, and, "Okay, you're even more annoying now, and forget about it." But okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: The shadchan well, pushed, and I just what I ended up saying was that I just felt that he had mannerisms that I was not comfortable with. And the shotgun came back to me the next day and the boy said, thank you very much, but that's your issue, not mine. And I, oh. <laughs> I have to tell you, it was a tremendous Musser Haskell. It was right. and because he was right. Now he had a great self-confidence and I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled about that. And I hope that, you know, he has a wonderful life, but. I'm just saying that it wasn't anything, why, what was wrong with, with me saying that? I think it was a good, I think it was. Right. And I'm glad that he pushed.
1: Right. I guess the level of specificity is where it gets like tricky. It's just hard to share with somebody. You kept, I don't know. It's just, I'm trying to think of something ridiculous, but something that would turn somebody else off about somebody you kept, you kept scratching your nose and it it felt like you were doing, it was, it was gross to me, you know, to get more specific, just seems like you as a, the, the rejector are a little too nudnicky and too and too uh pointing out flaws i guess maybe that's also why we don't want i remember dating somebody once and you know it was a girl who was who was, uh, i guess attractive but not my thing but i realized like if you keep dating somebody you might become attracted to her but i didn't want to like i i kind of it wasn't but i would never want to say that right i would never want to say that and you sound like judgmental yourself so maybe sometimes people want to hide their own judgmentalism and don't really want to express why it is that they're rejecting so, like, how specific? So
0: I don't think that people have to get that specific. In other words, I, I, when I said that I, there were mannerisms that I was not comfortable with, I didn't say what the mannerisms were, nor would I, in case that this person would ever hear and know that those were his mannerisms. But the point is that I wouldn't. I didn't say that. So I I think that it's okay to say, I don't see the chemistry or I don't, you know, it's not, she's a love person, but it's not my look. That's a reality. That doesn't mean she's ugly. It's not my look, but at least the person is not thinking who knows what. And I just think we all like things to be comfortable these days. Nobody likes the uncomfortable, but in doing that, that's great that I'm uncomfortable, but I don't know what the other person is feeling.
1: Right. You know, you, you raise a great point about what are my responsibilities through the relationship and not only through the relationship in ending the relationship. To what extent do I owe the person who spent the time and the energy to look into me and I look into her? To what extent Correct. do I owe, uh, I guess, that closure? You know, the, I remember the old uh, conversation when I was dating, I'm sure it still exists, is whether or not, you know, you have to go on a second date. Remember that was like a big, big, big debate. I'm I'm sure we're going to do a separate podcast on that, so I'm not going to bother you about that right now. (laughs) That question is how quickly can you reject, not the nature of accepting rejection. Well, these types of questions, when you're trying to figure out exactly like how long this should go on, what are my responsibilities in the relationship? I guess you're suggesting that this guy we can learn from. It, it is a Mr. Haskell. It is my responsibility to be able to help this other person who spent the time, spent an evening with me, uh, who drank my diet coke or whatever, however it is nowadays, my seltzer. And and such a person now is owed. My expression of, okay, we try, but here's why it didn't work for me. And that would be a productive thing, meaning that wouldn't be something which was damaging and offensive, sure. but we should see that as a productive contribution to this other person and letting them know where they may have done something wrong. And I guess even in this situation where they can't help it, it's still, you're saying, it's still better to know than to not know. Would you say that in 100% of cases, or is there ever a time like where maybe I should kind of be a little cagey about why I said no,
0: I think that if some if if the reason you said no is something that's truly going to hurt the person then then I think that the Shachan needs to use their good sense so that it's something you talk about with the person who's saying no and decide what would you like to say that that's my that's my sense. I'm not sure you know unless you're personally attacking that person. And Uh, and, what
1: would be that type of thing that would be so damaging that you got on the date in the first place and you were set up and then suddenly like, you know, unless you discover something that becomes clear was not known before.
0: Right. That's the only thing I can think of. Something so clear that was not known
1: before. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So we have guidance for the Sharchan. And I think we have guidance for the person who is doing the rejecting, right? To be as clear and as forward as possible because that's helpful. And I think we did mention before, but just to review, I'm the person who's getting rejected and I feel like garbage and now the Shanchan knows it and I know it and I feel just terrible about the whole situation and another one bites the dust. It's terrible. What should I use? What methods should I use as the, I guess, the victim of rejection in spite of the fact that it's it's somatic and, and all of this stuff is gonna, I can't help. What can I do?
0: Well, first of all, I would, i, I want to say to you—you're the person who's being rejected, right? What's—what's what's your instinct? What do you want to do?
1: Oh boy, this is Let's a social one, right? So I, honestly, I—I want to question whether or not I should have ever been dating this girl in the first place. Maybe this girl was—you know—too high class. Maybe it's a category flaw. Maybe I'm fundamentally making a mistake about who I'm after. I think all sorts of thoughts about. Whether or not, let's say, somebody who I thought was my dream type really is, I guess it's not only about me, it's about what I see as my potential significant other. So are my options being limited by this rejection, not just by her, but sort of as a class? Maybe that's how I would think about it, but...
0: Okay, so thank you, because you just walked in right into my trap. So the first thing is that that you have to stop seeing yourself as a victim. Everything you just spoke was victim. And because we're rejected does not mean we're victims. Uh, Rejection is something that occurs in life. And we, when it happens to us, need to make a choice to not go into that black vortex that is victimhood. So not what about me? What did I do? Is this the future? Is this the, 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 I say to people all the time, if you're, if you are rejected, the first thing you do is check your facts. Okay. So if the fact is that I have purple hair and the person doesn't want purple hair, that's too bad. I have purple hair. Or if I, or, or if I am not. Or if I don't
1: guy, have uh, any hair, if I don't have any or hair. Or if right. you don't have
0: any hair, right, exactly.
1: Yeah, it's um, just, this is audio. So nobody's going to find that funny at all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry, there's there's not as much hair there. Okay, so, that, or if you, whatever whatever it may be, again, we're talking about early rejection, okay? I'm not talking right now about relationships that end. That's not that rejection. That's relationships that don't work out. And healing from that is more complex and not for what we're talking about. That's not rejection. Okay. So we're making that distinction, right? Right, right. Okay. So rejection is often, it's not particular in the reasons. It's very general. It's very, I can't think of the word right now. Those like very general and general reasons. And I tell people, check your facts because that's not who I am. Okay. So and
1: in the, my scenario, it may not have been because she's saying like, you know, that type of guy is not for me, and therefore I should draw conclusions from there. It's like, no, no, I met you once or twice, and you wore an ugly sweater, or that you wore that you wore a sweater, or whatever it is, it has nothing to do with the deepest parts of you. It's just correct. more it a superficial, been. reactive.
0: Superficial. Thank you. That's the word.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Great. That's Great. the word. I, that's the word. Uh, by the thinking. way, I feel much better. 20, 20 years uh, post, I was waiting for this therapy and i feel much better thank you very much although of course course, i'm just asking for a friend that's that's, of course of course not me that's not me at all
0: but i really on a practical level i always tell people to uh, write of affirmations about yourself and, and and say them to yourself and i also say sometimes it's okay have a little bit of a pity party you know have a beginning and an end don't let it go more than an hour make sure it includes ice cream or something good and and it's okay to lick your wounds too but you're licking your wounds because somebody didn't didn't choose to enjoy and get to know you better. You're not licking your wounds because there's something wrong with you. But, but rejection causes pain. And so it's okay to self-soothe, okay? So I think that that's also important. Go out with some friends or, you know, get together with people. But don't go to a place where you're yourself, you're berating yourself. That's not what out. Nobody after two or three dates knows the essence of you. And the essence of you is the essence of you. Not everybody is meant to be with each other. That's the reality. Now, there are plenty of people who get rejected and are relieved. They're like, oh, good. I didn't have to do it. And that's also okay. Right. But the point is rejection feels shameful. It feels hurtful. It feels less than. Live in this world where everybody's supposed to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. But just remember that the things that we get rejected for are not the essence of us so write your affirmations that are the essence of you and remind yourself
1: okay this is this was really really great i actually feel much better already so thank you very much from uh, from so glad <laughs> from a personal perspective and so we went through methods for the shamchen and for the rejector and for the rejectee so this was really really great so thank you so much uh, mrs Pill. this is really uh, informative You're and welcome. hopefully Hopefully people will be listening to this and hopefully feeling better already. Uh, They can listen to it with a tub of ice cream if that's helpful as an accompaniment. But thank you so much for your time and to everybody listening. Thank you for listening. We hope this helps.
0: Thank you to our gracious hosts and guests this evening. Please email us at yuconnects at yu.edu to suggest future dating and relationship building topics and guests for your enjoyment candidate at YU Connects.